Sippers, welcome to this episode of the Tea With Me podcast with me, Shane Todd. It's episode 109. I don't know why I say with Shane Todd because, like, it is, it might, I mean, it's always with me, it's my podcast. I would hate it, but I, would, I wouldn't be surprised if Dan worked out some contract loophole someday to, like, sell the podcast and replace me as the host. Who would you get to host this, Dan, if you had the... If, I was going to say, if you were giving me the chop, I'm still recovering from the chop and I don't want it again. But if you had to put someone else in, who would you get? Um, Alan Carr. Alan Carr. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, I'd, be, I'd, be, I'd be okay with that if I got a cut of it. You know what I mean? If you were like, you and Alan Carr worked out some sort of deal. I got, Mike, you wouldn't like it? Do it himself to save a bit of coin. Yeah. Yeah, 100%. It's all about the money. Would, would you host this? Someday? If someday I could make it, would you two host this? No, absolutely not. Mike, could you? Nah. Uh, yeah, I'd hate that too, because imagine... Oh, if actually, like, no, then. Imagine no, no, maybe then, yes. <laughs> imagine it's the most listened to episode ever. <laughs> you two get a bigger Spotify deal than Joe Rogan. <laughs> Called the Judas cast. Um, look, speaking of casts, I'm going to update everybody about my recovery from my circumcision... A lot. Here's the thing. See, doing a podcast, it's so good, you know, to connect with people. Um, people listen to it, which is brilliant. And the upside of that is you connect with people. They get invested in what you're saying. And you all know I got circumcised last week. The only slight downside of that is whenever I'm walking through Hollywood today, going to get the boots to get a new wound dressing for my cock. And three separate people that I kind of know at some point stopped me and asked me how my penis is. You know, I, I knew one of these guys quite well, so it was fine. He's like, how's the dick? I was like, <laughs> not good. Uh, but then two other people I, I vaguely know. I heard the podcast, everything all right down there? I'm like, yeah, keep your hands to yourself. But it's good that people are invested. I'll tell you more about it in a second. But look, it's fair to say we did a Patreon episode as well on Monday there. And it was all related to that. I'll spend a brief time telling you about it. All you need to know is, mummy's struggling a wee bit today, and my cocoa dependency is really starting to eat at me. Anyway, I'm going to plug a couple of things real fast. Number one, we have a brand new sponsor. Since this podcast started, it's been my dream that we are sponsored by a tea brand as one of the world's number one tea-based podcast. Obviously, you had tea with Gary V. Everyone remembers that started. Gary V is like the motivational internet guy who started a podcast after us called Tea with Gary V, and then he quickly realized what was what. I think he was actually too busy making money to do a podcast after he announced he was going to do it, but still. So we're the number one tea-based podcast in the world, and anybody else wants to challenge us on that, we will. I was going to say we'll fight them, but like it's, that's not very tea-related. You know, we'll have a sit-down chat about it. Anyway, I'm delighted to say we're now sponsored by Thompson's Tea. You can see my Punjana mug there, and you can see the fact that it says established 1896. You probably can't see that. Mike's freaking out. He's like, I can't see him that far. 1896. I didn't even know, well, I wasn't sure that even Northern Ireland goes back that far, but it turns out that it does, and that's when Thompson's started making tea. Punjana, I genuinely thought whenever I was younger, was was like a, a brand from somewhere exotic in the world. You know, like like somewhere like India or Scotland. 
but it's not. It's from right here in Northern Ireland. And yeah, these guys have basically uh, been making award-winning tea for 125 years in Belfast. I didn't know it gets made on my doorstep. Not on my doorstep. They've got a, they've got a factory, you know, which is which is handier. Um, Punjana is the number one best-selling tea in Northern Ireland, which for a a a, a place of complete devout tea drinkers, that says a lot. So it's Northern Ireland's favourite cuppa, and uh, yeah, they make Punjana. They make their own signatory tea range, and we said to Thompsons like, you know, do you want us to get people a discount code, or do you want to say like tea with me? And they said no, no, no. You just you just let people know what's what. All right. So what I want people to do is. If you have tea bags in the house, even in like your granny, say you go around to your granny's house for a cup of tea every once in a while to catch up with her, and she drinks from a different brand, I want you to go over to your granny's bin and empty the tea bags into the bin unless they're Punjana. And what I want you to do is say, Granny, you, you start buying Punjana. Don't, I mean, don't threat, don't be aggressive, but go, Granny, I prefer it, and I won't come visit you unless you start buying Punjana. 125 years in the tea game, and look, I've spoken to Mr. Punjana himself, I've spoken to some of the Thompson's family, and here's, here's a mad thing, right, here's a mad thing, they taste every batch of tea by mouth, I was going to say by hand, <laughs> they taste it by mouth, although the Thompson family probably that invested in tea, they probably could, you know, they probably could taste it with, I don't know, an elbow, dip an elbow into it and go, that's good tea. But yeah, Jamie was here and he goes, I said, what's the process? We just have to try every tea. I mean, it's a dream job. Punjana, Thompson's Tea, they're sponsoring the podcast, they're on board, they're celebrating 125 years in Northern Ireland. Support them. And I'm buzzing that we have them on board. Got some of their products behind us, it's a good time. Dan, is that a good communication of the message? We're just... The message is Punjana. Is that fair? Very fair. Very Northern fair. Northern Ireland. Northern Ireland's number one, just like this podcast. Not statistically, but uh, I mean, they are, we aren't. We're also sponsored by Manscaped, as always, manscaped.com. Look, here's the thing. Now more than ever, I need to be more careful around my family jewels. It's not good down there right now. It is not good. But what is good? is my grooming down there. The hair is looking well. You know, it looks like it looks like a Turkish barber has been at work for three to four hours down there. Not the case. Just glided the lawnmower 3.0 over it. Manscaped is where you get the best men's grooming products going, including the lawnmower 3.0, ball cleanser, ball wipes, ball deodorant. They've got it all. They've got a great travel case as well, which is great. So if you're, if you're going on a trip, if you're working somewhere... If you're going down a mine, whatever it is you're doing, make sure that your balls look good. Manscaped.com. Use the code tea with me for 20% off and free shipping. I use it. Dan uses it. Mike uses it. And slowly, we're just converting everyone. So that's Manscaped.com. Use the code tea with me for 20% off and free shipping. Our sponsor reads are done, and we're moving into Podcastville. We're slowly easing, a bit like me slowly easing into a shower last night for the first time in, a, in a, quite a few days. We're slowly easing into it and we're removing the wound. That is the introduction. Not removing the wound, I said that to Mike earlier. I was talking about the dressing around the wound after my circumcision and I went, 
yeah, I just removed the wound there. And he was like, Jesus Christ. <laughs> you think I just had enough and just cut it? I was like, amputation. Uh, yeah, look, right, I, I don't want to be stinking and go into this, but everybody knows I got circumcised. I've been talking about it for a long time. A long time I've been talking about it. Got circumcised. was feeling okay. A couple of nights ago, removed the wound dressing in the shower. I nearly fainted and was sick. I wasn't sick because of the look of it. I was sick because, like, I was unwrapping it. It was like the worst pasta parcel of all time. It was a, a flesh parcel inside, and it was... <laughs> I just wanted the music to keep going. <laughs> what about at birthday parties when they did pass the parcel and you took so long to pass it to the next person? <laughs> like, the adults knew who was going to get the, like, the music was going to stop on. So it's not like they were just stopping it with their eyes closed. They were watching and being like, oh, when it gets around to Michael, we'll stop it. But whenever I got it, I was always in slow motion, just... Here you go. And then I would keep my keep it in my hands even when I gave it to the next person. Yeah, I had to unwrap the, the, the dressing around my around my penis and it took a while. Uh that's not a brag or anything. They just put a lot of bandage around it and uh and yeah, I was sick a bit because it, I don't know, I was I did it in the shower, my legs were shaking when I did it. Um and I just all the colour drained from my face and then I basically Last night, I just aired it for about three hours um, watching Sneaky Pete and Amazon Prime. I just sat with just a t-shirt on in my living room uh, just to get some air in it. And then this morning, came down to the studios and thought, I'm not going to have a dressing or on my penis anymore. It's like, it's all good. I'm going to go bandage free. And then I had to walk the boots like John Wayne and go crawling back to the dressing and say, I need this. So I didn't say I need it sorted to the person working there. I did it myself. But all you need to know is now... We've recovered a bit, and we're feeling a bit better. And also, we're supposed to have a guest today. We don't have a guest. I forgot that we were doing a podcast today, so I wore a hat. And whenever I wear a hat, I look like an ill child. When I wear a hat, I look like something's not quite right. When I wear a hat, I look like I'm about to go to a theme park. Do you know what I mean? Like I look like I look like there's something missing. Well, there is my foreskin, but I don't know. I do. Do you think I look? Do you think I look stupid in a hat? I don't suit hats. I've got. I don't have the head for it. No, you don't. Yeah, it's fine. Better head than I for hats. I've got a pretty yeah. big dome. I can see. Uh, you a hat guy, Dan? No, never. Well, except when the hair hadn't been cut for five months. Yeah. I mean, I, the, I'm not really, I'm not really wearing baseball hats anymore. It'll be a yamak from now on. I'll be wearing going forward. Maybe we get a tea with me. Maybe we get a Punjani yamak. Celebrate. Um, yeah, I'm. I'll be honest. I'm. Str- I'm struggling today, just as a, just as a person. I'm just. I'm, I'm. I'm sweating a little bit. I'm just not. I'm not feeling myself. And I. <laughs> I recommended my circumcision guy to someone else today and then I've started thinking should I got a discount code set up with him we should say like Todd 7 for I was going to say for 10% off <laughs> that's a bad choice of words 
but yeah, I'm just connecting people with foreskins now, and I don't know, it's, it, I saw it for the first time, um, post-op, and it looks, it looks okay, but it, it, it definitely is different, it's definitely a different look, but to comfort myself, I thought, can someone pull up there, um, famous people that have been circumcised, just to make me like, just to make me feel good, maybe you could start throwing some names at me, and we'll just, we'll just know who else is on the circumcision circuit. I mean, are we talking adult circumcision or yeah, not kids, not Jewish? Like, well, yeah, yeah, it I could mean, be either. Like, yeah, 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 yeah. Don't Dan, don't write kids circumcision in the Google images. The top, the top side is about famous men who resent being circumcised. <laughs> am I? Am I there? You're on there, yeah, <laughs> uh, along with Ben Affleck. What uh, hold on. Billy Joel. <laughs> so these are guys who not just have been circumcised, but they resent it, as in like they're annoyed they had it done. And have publicly stated that they're raging about it. Can I, I never thought I'd ask this in a podcast, but can I get a quote? Can you read me out a quote as to why Ben Affleck resents getting circumcised? Uh, have a look. <laughs> He's like, I, I, the only reason I resent it is because I got it done in the butchers. So Ben Affleck said... I hate the circumcisions. Get enough in me and I'll tell you how much I hate them. Why is it plural? Like, why has he had more than one done? <laughs> well, apparently he got, he got it after an injury. Uh, nothing to do with religion. And Billy Joel. Why, why does Billy Joel not like... Billy Joel. I got the uh, snip and I had nothing to say about it. I'm still a little pissed off about it. You know, they should have asked first. Oh, I can understand. I can understand through if, if because you're Jewish, you got it done when you were like a baby, and that's like quite traumatic. But like, in, ben, in his song, yeah, so long, Reverend Ike, he sings. So long, what? Reverend Ike. Is that what he called his foreskin? <laughs> <laughs> My circumcision grieves me. Is what he sings in it. Yeah, it's it, isn't it weird to put that into a song? My circumcision grieves me. Well, not for six weeks, but yeah. <laughs> what does he have to say about it? Uh, he said he had quite a lot to say about it. Oh, no. Uh, <laughs> I, I rue the day my parents mutilated me. I'm completely pissed off that I'm circumcised. There's another one. Uh, it goes on. He's pretty angry about it. Yeah, I mean, I understand that because I think there should be an element of, of like choice. But also, I think it be it's way worse to get it done when you're older. John F. Kennedy was circumcised for tight foreskin problems. Right. Um, at the age of 21, so an older uh, older gent when he got it done. Ah, so that's something to look forward to. Driving down Hollywood High Street tonight and fucking get a shell on my dome. At 21? I think that would be... I think that would be way more difficult. You know, I've had it done at 32. I'm married. I plan to be married forever. So, it's sort of like, you know, at the age of 20, if you're JFK and you're 20, especially JFK, the way he was carrying on, you know, he's out there, he's a man about town, he's gallivanting. Didn't slow him down. It didn't slow him down, no. I just don't know why Ben Affleck is so annoyed that he had it, that he had it done. He's making it seem like he did his ACL, and then when he woke up from surgery, they were like, Ben, when we were down there. For a reason. If you play me Billy Joel's song where he, the lyric where he does that, will this get taken down? 
I'm not sure. We'll have to try and find a song. Billy, you've got Piano Man. You th- we just we need one more song to complete the album. Have you have you got anything else? I could find a cover. Yeah. What do you say? I could find a cover. Nothing yeah. to do, of course. Oh, I thought you meant you got some sort of sweet accessory for me to cover up where my foreskin used to be. A snood. <laughs> a pajama snood. <laughs> I don't, yeah, it is. Here's the thing. That is something you think about. You go, because there's something like missing, you go, should I put something on? You know, should I accessorize it? Should I add something? Should I speak to Paddy McDonald's dick tattoo guy and get something put on there? Who knows? But, um... I don't know, yeah, I'm, I'm starting to feel better, but all I will say also is, I can totally understand how people get, like, well into painkillers, because Kokodamol became my best friend, and I was really, I, I, I definitely had a weird day where I went from Kokodamol to Paracetamol, because I was just missing my buddy Kokodamol so much, and Paracetamol was trying to be dead on and going, look, I'm not as intense as Kokodamol, but Kokodamol, like... It was it was enjoyable. Ten minutes you take it. After ten minutes you take it, you start to feel real good. Real good, but also like real spaced out. And then in that day in between, I just felt like sad or something. I felt like there was something missing, not foreskin wise, I felt like there was something missing and I think it was Kokodomol. But now I'm over my Kokodomol addiction is basically what I'm saying. Do you wanna hear some Billy Joel? Yes. To make you feel better? You take it, Dan. You'd be the worst DJ of all time. Are you ready? Yeah. I mean, it's a weird lyric, and also, why is he singing in that accent? Like Billy Joel's an American guy. Um, yeah, very bizarre. Any more? Famous songs about circumcision? <laughs> I don't think it's a big genre. <laughs> uh, I don't know. It was weird seeing it for the first time, but then again, there's stitches in it, so it's, it's, it is going to look weird. Um, but look, it's all fun, and people can now look forward to the fact that from this podcast, from this podcast on, I'm going to stop talking about my circumcision. It's done. We're putting it behind us. Where uh, I was trying to think of a pun with, cir- with circumcisions there, but I I couldn't think of one that didn't work. Uh, so let's talk about this. As we ease towards, you know, things opening up again, um, indoor hospitality, all that sort of thing. An article caught my eye that BBC News have put out, and it's simply titled Five Ways to Make Hugging Safer," from the experts. So. We're at, a, we're at a point in life where we have guidance on reminding people how to give hugs. I think I, I would rate myself probably, a, probably an 8 out of 10 hug. 8 out of 10. You know, I, 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 remember, I used to go to tech with a guy, not Mike, and a different course I did. But there was a guy I used to go to tech with who was 10 out of 10. And he was like very, very well known for it. But he was, and he was a good height. I think a lot of it is to do with your arms. You know, where do you put your arms over the person's arms? Do you go under? Do you go one over, one under? I don't know. 
Dan, I think you would give a very, very, very emotionally cold hug. I think you would resent giving a hug. And I think you've maybe given five hugs in your life. Maybe six. You're not a, you wouldn't be a touchy-feely person. Not, say, compared to you and Dave Elliott. Yeah, not the main Dave. Yeah. Mike? Yeah. Depend, depends on the person. I can't say. I can't Only say, close, I, close. I don't think you'd be a hug instigator, but I think you will warmly re- you would warmly receive. Well, yeah, I'll give as good as I, I get. Yeah. If it comes my way. Yeah. yeah. And I think, I don't know, Dan, how would you... How would you feel if, you know, when we move into better times and restrictions have been lifted? Say, um, say Punjana basically said, look guys, you've been killing it. We're happy being new sponsors. We're going to start a Tea With Me uh, range. And I went up to you and, and at this point you'd been double jabbed. What would you do if I just kind of held the back of your head in my hand and just really wrapped around you and just whispered in my I said, I love you, bro. Would you be okay with it? It really depends on how much money Thompsons are paying us. I mean, yeah. it could be very comfortable with that or not. <laughs> so this is the official... The, the advice on hugging is changing from Monday. It's no longer advised against people from different households in England and Scotland. This will be the first time they've hugged family and friends in months. Experts say there are real benefits to hugging at lower stress and blood pressure. It depends who's hugging you, like, because, you know, a lot of us have had... You know, a family friend. You know, when he hugged you back in the day, your blood pressure might have gone up. You know, it might have gone up. Uh, but the government's urging people to be cautious. So how can you give a cautious hug? Fuck that! That that's that. Well done. That's twenty twenty one. Oh, can I give you a cautious hug? Oh please. Oh, give me a. Don't be cautious about your hug. All right, go bareback. Bear hug. We've got advice from coronavirus experts on how to hug safely. I mean, imagine being a, a COVID expert, you know, like working in some sort of government position and getting that phone call from a journalist. We're doing an article on hugs. Have you got 20 minutes? <laughs> yeah, well, we're about to make a real breakthrough here, but that's important. Personally, I'm going to restrict my hugging to family members and not beyond, says Professor Sally Jane Cutler from University of East London. I think we have to be very conserved about who we choose to hug. That's the way it's going, isn't it? All of a sudden, you're not going to be able to hug strangers. Fucking fuck this generation. I remember back in the days before COVID, when you would go to an opticians and you get your eyes done, they go... Everything's all right, and you'd go, come you here. <laughs> Ever just see a pensioner waiting across the road? You crossing the road, mate? Yeah, come on, get in here. Uh, what's worse is, you ever see two people get introduced, and they don't know whether to handshake or not, and one person goes for the hug? Oh, oh. I hate that. I actually saw that happen really recently. Uh, it would worry me if we were advocating we could hug all of our friends every time we meet them again. Perhaps don't hug everybody you know. I mean, <laughs> what complete bin letters out there going, fuck, I must track down everybody I've ever met for a hug. You know, just going up to like people you're in P4 with. Look, I know you moved away to England a couple of years ago, but I tracked you down. Get it, come here. 
If you're going to hug somebody, restrict it to very small numbers of close family who perhaps you would really value a hug from. Uh, <laughs> this guy is the chief medical officer in Wales, right? So he's, he probably has a, a, an opinion you've got to respect. He says uh, he urges against hugging every Tom, Dick and Harry. Just walking down High Street. What's your name, pal? Craig. That's all right. Walk on. What's your name, mate? Tom. Get over here, you big bastard. Of course you're not going to hug every Tom, Dick and Harry. Prevalence rates are really quite low at the moment, and being close to a member of your family is less risk now, but with strangers, I would be very cautious still. Yes, you fucking should be, you weirdo. The government's new advice suggests people should take extra care with those vulnerable to COVID and maybe choose not to hug elderly relatives, especially if the hugger is not vaccinated. That's also creepy to describe someone as the hugger. I'll be the hugger here, all right? Just you stand there. How to make hugging safer. Turn faces away and keep the hug short. Don't hug face to face. <laughs> Who the fuck do you hug? How unsettling would that be if you give someone a hug? Just trying to meet your face the whole time. <laughs> Don't hug face to face. Wear a mask if one of you's vulnerable. Oh, can I give you a hug here? Let me just ma- let me just mask up. Who was that, Dan? No, Dan? not me. So people are right about you. By people. One person. Don't hug too many people. However, whoever you hug, be careful. And remember, some people are more vulnerable than others. Make a quick. I think a quick hug is gross. Like that's. I'd prefer no hug to just like a a quick hug. Like a hug has to be enjoyed for minimum of four seconds, maximum of six. You go over six, and you should be signing a register. Uh, avoid face-to-face contact. Well, of course, you fucking muppet. Do it outside. Come on outside in the garden here. I hug you. <laughs> Let me see. How to hug properly. See if there's a video on this. I'm done. How to give a good hug. Can I play this, Dan? I know we'll not show the video, but can I just play it for the audio? Thanks, Dad. Right, there's, an ad, there's an ad here first. How to give a good hug. So I think a lot of it is the is the whisper. I will always protect you. I say that for every hug. Okay, here we go. You hear that? Here's how to get the most out of your first time initiating the hug. First, to figure out whether you're actually going to hug or not, hold your arms out and cock your head to the side in a manner that says, "We're doing this thing right." No, hundred <laughs> percent. Don't do that. <laughs> Never, if there's one thing you do, if you think someone wants a hug, don't put your hands out and go, come come here, come here, come on, come on. Like the, the, word, the, the only thing worse than that is doing this with your hands, just beckoning someone in, hey, come on, come on, get in here. Getting into the hug. Now that you know a hug is going to happen, head towards the person with your head tipped back. This is a non-threatening posture and shows the other person where their shoulder should go. Hand placement. When placing your hands on another person's body, you don't want to go too low or too high. <laughs> See, that's, a, that's where I've been going wrong. I always go arse or top of the head. <laughs> I Sometimes I'll just put two hands on top of the person's head. Otherwise, I'll just really cop the arse. Who loves this? 
in there. Too high? It's been too long. Neither of which is appropriate for a first hug. How hard to hug. Another tricky balancing act. You don't want to hug too tightly. Rem yeah, I mean, there shouldn't be tutorials on this. Um, I'm just looking for a fantastic comment here. I wonder what it would feel like to hug someone for 20 seconds. Oh. 177 likes to reply. It would feel nice and calming. Um, get tested. People should test themselves regularly, even if they don't have. Here's the thing. Let me ask you this: In England and other places, can you just get like free tests for home, so yeah, you could theoretically so. be testing yourself every day? Yeah, I think so. And do people do that? I assume some people do. I think they they sort of backtracked a wee bit on it though, because the tests were those lateral flow ones, and they were a bit like it's not really that good an indicator. They're sort of good in an emergency, but not as like a regular definitive thing oh uh, right so i think they were like offering it out to everyone regularly and then they were like mm, maybe but then what's the point in having them exactly uh yeah it's it's very weird to have an article about how to about how to properly hug someone um look i uh i, I want to chat about something as well that i don't fully understand but i'm hearing a lot about can someone please describe Dogecoin to me? In fact, let's go back. Genuinely, right? And some people go, do you like? Do you ask things and all uh, trying to be stupid? It's not that I'm stupid. I actually have a very, very high IQ. I'm just very selective about what goes into my brain. What? No, no. Didn't say anything. Ask me any question, I'll tell you. I do have a very high IQ. Who is the president of New Zealand? Boris Yeltsin. So the thing is, I have a very high IQ, um, but also I don't look into a lot of things. No, research wouldn't be a strong point. But I, I, only, I only know the things that I know. <laughs> like, <laughs> there's so many people that don't know a lot of... There's people that know about a lot of things, but they don't really know all the things about it. And then there are people like me who choose to be, um, to choose to find out about a small amount of subjects, but know a lot about them. Such as? Such as... Bridges. <laughs> Like bridges for me, you know a lot. Or about the industrial revolution, yes. Well, both of those things, or bridges. Well, from I love the... it when they come together. <laughs> so bridges from I... the industrial revolution, yeah, yeah, yeah. specialists, yeah, and the construction and engineering. What, and... What's your favorite one? Famous that... bridge that was erected for... during the industrial revolution. Correct. The, oh, King's Bridge. Which one? And yes, people are going. That's also the name of the hospital that you got your circumcision in last week. But that's a That's why I went there. That's why I chose it. Uh, Kingsbridge, the one in London. Yeah, good one. Yeah, really good. Really, really good. Um, so, come here. I wanted to know about cryptocurrency. I remember about 10 years, maybe even more than 10 years ago, my dad was picking up a car from somebody's house. And I vaguely knew this person's kids. 
And the, 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 one of the kids was like a year older than me. And he was mining for Bitcoin. They were like, where's Andrew whatever? Oh, he's, he's mining for Bitcoin. Is he like a millionaire now? He either is or a thousand percent isn't. Do you know what I mean? I don't think he is. It was that long ago and he had some Bitcoin. But here's the thing. I don't know it. if he, he... Sometimes you mine. You go down the mine, but there isn't always oil or cryptocurrency. I don't know. I, I remember he was into it, but I don't know if he actually got any. And then probably back then, a lot of people did get Bitcoin, but then sold it on pretty quick. You know, got cold feet or whatever. So describe to me what cryptocurrency is and I would like to know that. I would be satisfied. In a nutshell, in a nutshell, what is it? Is it something that, let me, here's my interpretation of it. You can tell me if I'm I, mean, right I think you need to ask some specific questions rather than just going, what is it? Because neither me or Mike are experts within the field. Is it an online currency which you can have, where you can buy it, that you can buy things on the internet with? And there's different kinds of it. Like there's different currencies in the world. Like there's dollars, there's pounds. There's different, there's like uh, Bitcoin. There's other ones. Yeah, I think so. But the value of it, like any currency, goes up and down all the time. Yeah. yeah. But, and there's no centralized, is that the whole no, thing? No, that, there's no centralized bank. It's done on blockchain. But what's that? A ledger. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So in the old, like centralized bank, your money is registered and ledgered in one bank. Right. But in blockchain, there's like thousands of people who are in the chain who keep a record of who has what and what belongs to different people. Why is that better? It, it can't it's feel? It's not centralized and it's maybe more secure. Yeah. And plus, you can't get away if somebody tries to like hack it or dummy the system. One, it just takes one computer or one person that's looking after it to hit a red flag and then they, they can't they can't do it. Do you know what I mean? It's like people are mining for Bitcoins and it's like they're verifying the transactions. They're verifying that this matches that and then... Do they think within 10 years or a certain amount of years this will be like what we buy and sell things with across the board? Or is it always going to be a thing that's just... It's an option, you know what I mean? Is it like, uh, you know, it's like, um, <laughs> you know, what's a thing that's not the main thing, but then you can also do that thing? What's a good number? <laughs> it's probably below that, I mean, yeah. but 10 below that. What I'm saying is, does everyone think this is going to become the thing? And is Bitcoin just a brand? Is it just one kind? It's the most successful at the minute. So say say this guy 10 years ago that I know, say he got some Bitcoin. Is that what it's called? Getting Bitcoin? Sure. He gets Bitcoin. And say he got, back then, £50 worth of Bitcoin. What's that going to be worth now? Hundreds of thousands. Yeah, probably maybe a million. I don't know. Yeah, like it used, each, to, each. It used to be worth zero, and then I watched the video on it recently. That so it was all speculative. But just, like your money currently is based on nothing. It's based on trust and based on what, like the what? bank decides yeah. or what the country needs. But then one guy traded a bitcoin for a pizza. I think was the first transaction where nothing was traded for a physical thing, and then it, from then it like 
gain value more and more people realized that it had value and then but it was just out of nothing how confused was the dominoes guy at the door <laughs> two seconds mate <laughs> yeah. you're having me on no mate i gave you a bitcoin now all right uh yeah I think, I think people are skeptical because it's based on nothing you can't that, see it or hold it or yeah yeah but you can't that's see or hold an awful lot of your money so yeah. but no it's yeah it's quite difficult i think to get your money out of it so people who've got a lot of money invested in it it's not always easy it's like you could say you've got 10 million worth of bitcoin but it's not that easy to get your cash did you hear about the guy that like is two passwords away two password attempts away from losing yes. like millions because he can't log into his thing and yeah you can't and it's gone forever kind of thing but it, he's not going to remember it no and then the guy who lost a uh, hard drive that had all his bitcoins on it and got sent to a dump site somewhere I think with that sort of thing, it's it's hard to think about it until it's you. I think I'm quite philosophical about that sort of thing. And like, I know it's one of those things where a like... A hundred million? Yeah, but you just weren't meant to get that hundred million. I swear you just weren't. And it's like, what are you going to do? Like, you, here's my thing. You can't... If his hard drive got thrown out, there was a hundred million on You could spend your whole life being defined by that and being like, I should have had the... How, how, we all know people that like always walk about I could have this I could have that so in the words of Beverly Knight shoulda woulda coulda the last words of a fool you know it's like Iker Casillas the Real, uh, Real Madrid and Spanish goalkeeper when he was a kid when he was like 10 or something uh, his dad won the football pools and he had to send something away to claim like I think it was a million and Iker Casillas when he was a kid on his bike taking it to the post office or the post box might have some details wrong lost it and uh, the family lost out in the money it's like if my son did that would I be annoyed in the short term yes in the long term would I be annoyed no because once it's done you then can't change it you can't you, can, you just have to go the, the password one's got to be annoying like that's got to play in your mind yeah, I mean, that's, yeah. What, that's where my you know, formula of always using password one, two, three for all my passwords. I mean, oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> the grinder team's going to be opened up big. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I mean, everyone when they were, everyone when they were like 12, 13 started to have passwords on, on the internet. You could have guessed anyone's password. You know what I mean? <laughs> it's a guy, I shouldn't say this, it was a guy I know who once told me that his password everything when he was a kid was bin man superstar and i said why is it that and he goes you're never gonna guess it <laughs> and he wasn't like there was no connection between him and being a bin man like we were kids and his dad wasn't a bin man nobody knew he was a bin man but his password was bin man superstar and i'm the reason i won't tell you his name is i'm convinced that to this day you would still that's one where like you would just keep that you'd keep that because you'd but then I used to also write out passwords and then keep that hidden somewhere. But then once I forgot where I'd hidden it and then I couldn't get logged in the loads of stuff. There's nothing here. Uh, do you ever have a thing like some site like 4OD or iPlayer or iCloud where you have to change your password all the time if you're getting in on a different device? So you're always changing it so you never fucking remember it. That, that sort of thing pisses me off so bad. And again, it's one of those things I should let go. But honestly, if my son like if my son lost a million pound after six days, I'd be all right. It's the same with the circumcision. 
we're, we're on day what six now no day five i think it's day five I've, i'm watching too many videos as well of like doctors talking about recovery times and all this and i need to just i need to just zone out and forget about it and in your mind you need to recover faster than anyone else ever has yeah yeah and i will um but it's it's tough because i i don't really get sick too often and i have that thing where when i do feel sick i can't imagine what it's like to not feel sick does that make sense i'm like i'm always going to feel like this and then the next day you feel totally better and you can't remember how you felt the day before when you felt bad and some people are listening to or watching this and going you've hit the nail on the head but a lot of people are going i don't understand what you mean and that's fine um but yeah the idea of so see with cryptocurrency see if you said to me i'm going to give you this cryptocurrency and it's worth 50 grand or i'll just give you 10 grand actual money into your account i would just take the 10 grand i fear big futuristic change i don't like the idea of stuff that i don't understand and am i wrong in this dogecoin is something that was invented as a joke but then it became huge and then elon musk said that they were going to sell teslas that could be bought with dogecoin but so dogecoin just went up 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 and then correct me if i'm wrong then he basically turned around and went actually you can't use dogecoin to buy these because of the backlash to the environment because they're basically saying to run cryptocurrency they use more power than china more electricity and those guys fucking they love electricity the chinese like they love power and stuff um so now the the dogecoin's falling flat is that right pretty much i mean elon musk can tweet one thing and stock prices and absolutely loads of things yeah go berserk like he kind of has too much power over these things i think yeah, remember he went on Joe Rogan and he just smoked a joint and then the, the Tesla price just went down so much. Yeah, dropped like 10% or something in a day. But then his that's... Net, his net worth dropped after he was on SNL by like 20 billion or something. By 20 billion? Wasn't it SNL? He went on SNL, yeah, but 20 billion? 20, 20 billion, his net worth. But then that's like, isn't that that's so speculative where like, I don't think Tesla's on the stock market so it's probably a bit like Nef- it is okay i was going to say is it stuff like netflix and all where it's just all like netflix speculative on price it's stock not market too i don't think it is. it is you can't get dividends out of it or something there's some weird thing but that's a lot of businesses are like that yeah exactly i'm out of my depth but so say we started uh teaching could we start a currency yeah. And then, but and then, say we start like getting like all you have our to have mates. a fundamental understanding of what crypto is before you try and do well, these things. Well, I didn't have that until we started chatting about it, and now I do. Three of us together really don't. Yeah, I fear this kind of thing, and I always think with technology we should just pause it and leave it where it is now until I die. Do you know what I mean? Like I don't want like I don't want new remotes. I freak out and stuff. Now I've got to have a fire stick. I've got to learn this new remote. I'm getting to the point where I'll be studying manuals on things and you never want to do Because you take that for granted. Like any time a new thing comes out, you don't need to read a thing. You just go, okay, well, I sort of, from the last thing, I sort of, this is an upgrade on it. So I'll be able to figure this out. 
but then you're going to get to the point where you become your parents and you you say the immortal words can you show me this it's like how can you not work it like my dad doesn't understand play on something when the universal symbol for play has been the same forever he doesn't get it um we were supposed to have a guest but as i say but we're, we're maybe going to have that later in the week because it was changed at short notice and uh and you know that's a bit like dan on the traffic last week you know i always say if there's roadworks and you pass roadworks you update people that there's going to be road you've obviously got over that over the weekend then no i haven't um but what I did was I put a shout out for questions and uh, and we've got a load of them, so we'll just take our time and we'll go through them. And I haven't done this in a while, so I'm looking forward to it. Johnny Bow says, uh, <laughs> "This isn't this isn't a question, so hopefully he does it like he just sent this, not in my response to looking for questions. Hopefully he doesn't mind me reading it. This is the sort of message I get. He goes, mate, just thinking about you and your penis. Hope you're both keeping well." And I'll just say thanks, brother. So shout out to him. Patrick Quinn, Belfast guy in China, says, uh, imagine if Belfast guy just wasn't in China. How do we know Patrick Quinn is Belfast guy in China? Imagine he'd just been to China. Because when I think of Patrick Quinn, I think of him in like ancient Chinese tea rooms. You know, I think that's where he goes to listen to this podcast. Um, were you secretly very proud of your manscape skills when you went in for the surgery? Another very good reason to purchase a lawnmower 3.0. That's a man. That's a brand man. That's what I like. That's a company man, uh, and that's what we're all about. Yeah, I really wanted to. I really wanted to because I knew I couldn't be in control of anything. I wasn't control of what way my penis would go because it was going to be numb. I couldn't control the pain, but I knew that if my pubes were looking really, really neat, then that was a small victory. Not small, not small uh, victory, um, but yeah, yeah, looking good, and of, of course I was representing Manscaped and just like saying to anyone else who was in for a circumcision that day, I was like, here, let me see your, oh, take with me twenty percent off free shipping, you know. Um, but yeah, it looked it looked good. It was the only thing that looked good down there. Put it that way, and now it just looks like a fucking murder scene. Stacy Hazard says, "What's the best Disney movie?" I do remember that at my mum's wedding, she said, um, oh, the DJ says you can pick three songs. And I picked like two pop songs of the time. This was, I think, 1993. So I picked two pop songs at the time. And then I wanted the song from the Aristocrats. Can you tell me what it's called? I think it's We Are Siamese, if you please. Is that it? Is that what it is? Right, so, so my mum's like, you know, it's obviously her day, but whenever you have a five-year-old, you know, you have to sort of pander to the kid a bit as well, make him feel like part of it. So she's like, you get to pick three songs. So I can't remember what I would have picked at that age, but I picked two, like, normal ones, and then The Aristocrats. And then on the, on the morning, my mum just happened to mention, she's like, oh, just I said, are we all good with the songs? I'm five. And she went, uh, yeah, he's going to play two, those two ones you picked. I thought, hmm, well, what one's he not going to play? She's like, he just, he wasn't sure about playing the Aristocrats one. And I was like, what the fuck are you talking about? She's like, yeah, you know, just because it, it'll be during the disco. So, uh, you know, they don't really play. <laughs> like, 
Disney song because it's not even like a party song, you know. It's like <laughs> be your Siamese if you please. And I was like, what's going? What's the issue here? And she's like, oh, it's just the DJ doesn't think that would create a party environment. Can't really see people dancing along to that. And I was like, we have a problem here. We have a problem here, and you might not be getting married today. Let me see if I can find this song. The Aristocrat. Uh, okay. Is it called, Mike, is it called Everyone Wants to Be a Cat? You're nodding at me so enthusiastically. Oh, it is, it's called The Aristocrats. Imagine being at a wedding. They've just had boom, 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 let me hear you say wayo. And then DJ's like, ladies and gentlemen, up to the floor. Here we go. Let's have everyone join in on this one. So anyway, yeah, cut that. Um, anyway, didn't play it. And I wet myself at that wedding and decided that the best way to deflect from it would be just to jump into a hedge. 100% true. Or you wet yourself in protest at... I'm not playing your song. <laughs> yeah. I just remember lying in a hedge and one of my aunties coming out and going, Are you alright? And I was like, Yeah. And you, you wet yourself, haven't you? I was like, Yeah. Um, but a good a good day out nonetheless. Uh best Disney movie. I used to really like uh what do you call that one? Fantasia. Fantasia was pretty good because it was it was wacky and wild and it was a bit different and it was a bit trippy and then we got disney plus in the house and i put it on for my son and it, it just it it it's not the sort of thing that would be on now you know even like old cartoons because it's my hope that he likes the cartoons i watched when i was younger so i can just watch the cartoons that i watched when i was younger but now it's like you know paw patrol stuff like that like it's a very different vibe every they're all very americanized now as well the cartoons even to the point where get this thomas the tank engine is american Everybody else in it is English and all that, and the fat control, and they don't call the fat control the fat controller. And it's like, guys, he's fat. He is fat. He is the controller. Two things about the fat controller: he's definitely the controller, and he's definitely fat. But they they don't even call him that now. They call him like I don't know Jeff or something. And uh, yeah, Thomas is American, which is so bizarre to me. Um, but all the crew are still there. One thing I don't like about it is Thomas just goes all around the world, which is stupid, you know, because he's a, a he's a train tank engine. He's a yeah, thank you. He's a tank engine, but it'll be like, oh, last week I was in Brazil, and it's like, why? How how difficult would it be to get you there? Just stay in your lane. Maybe that's a metaphor for back when we were kids. Everyone just had to stay in their lane and be realistic. And now it's like, no, you can't just go to Brazil. Um, but yeah, shout out to Thomas. Uh, I don't, Lion, King, Lion King, like you can't beat Lion King for me as well. I saw one I really like called like the Frog Princess or something. But 10 years ago, set in New Orleans. There's a bit more soul behind it. Like that. I So... I watched the, I was really excited to watch Soul based on what I'd heard about it. And I liked the first couple of minutes of it. And then it started to go into a different mind dimension. And I just went, nah, this is not this is not what I want in a Disney movie. 
I don't mind a little bit of poignancy and a little bit of a, a like life lesson or something like that, but I just found it too complex or something. You? Loved it. Stick with it. It's good luck. Give it another <laughs> whack. No. What about Inside Out? Uh, yeah, and then he cut round, uh, and then the stitches went in. Um, Inside Out, I haven't seen it. What's that? Uh, it's another Disney Pixar one about like the the emotions inside a young girl's head. Sounds strange, but it's see, it's I good. like I like stuff like that when it's done subtly, as part of like a fun film. Do you know what I mean? I like it when I like it when you watch a film and then like a Disney film, and then at the end you go, "Oh, that's what it's about." But I don't like it when the whole film is that. Yeah, I like. I, think I like that this. This film's like, did it win an Oscar or something? It, so yeah, I like a lesson to come up at the end of a film, tap me on the shoulder, and I go, "What? Oh, that's what it is." Do you know what I mean? I don't like to think too hard during a film. Up was stunning, really, really good, and that bit where everyone's like, "Did you cry at that bit?" Yes, I fucking. Wept. Is it really, really good, or is it just opening five? No, minutes? it is. It, it it is really good. It is really good. Do you do you cry at films, Dan? Not generally, no. Mike, you would you would. cry at all? No. That like people thought Dan had, had had cried, but it was just he short circuited a bit, and there was like the, a bit of a bit of oil came out from his brain <laughs> and leaked through his eye. <laughs> uh, yeah, I could see, I could see you crying down at weird stuff. You know what I mean? Like I could see you crying and like. You know, in a movie where, you know, there's something to do with, because, you know, like, you, you're, you like, the money guy, which is weird for our company, which is weird because, like, you didn't put yourself forward as that, and everyone's like, Dan, you wear glasses, sort the finances here, you know? So I could see you maybe, like, in, like, Ocean's, I could see you crying at, like, Ocean's Eleven or something, because it's a film with, like, a high, like loads of money being lost. You know what I mean? Like they're 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 robbing somewhere. So I could see you being upset at that because you're kind of in charge of our money. So you wouldn't like us to be robbed. But then I think you could you could watch, you know, I think you could watch Lassie or something and just nothing, just glaze. Yeah, that's probably fair. I empathise with Andy Garcia and Notions Eleven. <laughs> Dan was just blubbing when he watched the news footage in the Northern Bank robbery. <laughs> My, I say you. I think you, when you cry, I don't think you just cry at anything. But I like because I'll cry a bit at loads of stuff, but like not really hard at one thing. But I could see you when you do. I could see you like making like awkward noise, like noise where people like anyone there is like, oh no. I could see like ah, you know, like like shouting it almost. Yeah, no, that's fair as well. He's yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, that's bang on. Yeah. Uh, you know, like, yeah. did you stub your toe? Nope. <laughs> Just watched that that episode of Derek where his dad runs after him. Oh no. Oh, see shit did, like I that. Did, I did cry at that. After I like Afterlife, Ricky yeah. Gervais Netflix series. I'll go if something's like it. If it's if it's if the thing that'll get me the most is if it's been funny a long way, and then something hits me, I'm more likely to go. But if it's set up as just an emotional thing, I'll kind of like have my guard up a bit, you know, I'll be like prepared for it. Whereas if you're like, you're relaxed and you're like, oh, this is really funny. And then you're like, hey, he's, uh, 
the bit where he is sitting on the bench with the widow and she's talking about losing her husband. I'm like, you're laughing the whole way through and all, and then that happens. I'm like, ah, I'll, I'll go. Like, I cry. I would cry more than my wife watching it. Like, we'll both cry at the right thing, but like, I will, I will cry. I can cry at songs as well. Jojo Rabbit? No. <clears throat> Check it out. Take a YTT movie. We silly, did it like season, Silly name, though, so I probably won't watch it. Hmm? So good. I know, but I'm like that. For real? Nah, but it's called Jojo Rabbit. That sounds like a Scottish character. Have you met my mate Jojo Rabbit? You know, it sounds. It just sounds like a. I don't. Even, I don't know what to. I don't. I'll never watch like, it. I'll never watch it. I'll never. I'll never watch it. Okay, we'll, look, we've got more questions. Uh, we'll answer one more, and then we'll do something that we did last week. Um, we got quite. Oh God, I, that's not a question. That is a very rude picture. Matthew Kilpatrick says, what do you call a knight with no foreskin? Circumcision. S-I-R, circumcision, I like what you've done there. Given you're a new man, have you any characters lined up to incorporate the missing piece? Uh, it'd be weird if I had a new comedy character whose sole backstory was that he didn't have a foreskin. You know, um... But no, I will just, as I say, I'll just be wearing a Yamak for all sketches now. Um, also, Connor Diver wants to know any outside gigs planned for Belfast. No. Newton Abbey is the closest you'll get. Because the, the whole idea of this outdoor tour is to go like holes in the hedge. Like go anywhere and everywhere. And small venues and different places. So the whole idea is that because when I gig, it's 90% of the time in Belfast, around city centre. And uh, sorry, like a couple of times I've, I've like breathed in through my nose and that's that's gross noise. I'll, I'll not do that anymore. Uh, the idea is that I'm going away from Belfast for these. And then whenever stand-up comes back, that's where I'll always be. And I love it. But I want to just go to different places. So Newton Abbey is probably the closest. Headers, are, headers and volleys are World Cup for football with your mates when you were kids oh headers or volleys or world cup probably world cup which was like a match usually with one keeper and two teams i like that because you could just poach and then people like sometimes more than two teams you could have like four if there's eight of you there you could have like four teams playing at the same time and you'd just be like trying to get a rebound from the keeper do you know why that didn't work because a couple of teams would sort of team up you know what I mean? Yeah, eliminate the best team. Yeah, I, I love that. Headers and volleys was fun. But it never worked. No one could ever score a header. In the... Do you ever do a family? Would you say you have five people playing headers and volleys? You all have a touch of it. And then whoever started it has to be the one to score. No, I've never done that. It's fun. And then there was things like a one-handed catch. We, I think we, had, we was playing White City in Hollywood and we used to have so many rules. That like if you were new, it would have just messed with your head. But it was like fun. Like I think it was if you caught something like if you caught it one-handed from someone, like a header, they had to be in nets for like half an hour. So you know what I mean? Like there was there was two. We didn't have any other hobbies or means. Uh, I can't read that. And that is just someone genuinely asking for advice on circumcision, which is cool. Uh, yeah, definitely don't ask me as we've said before. Um, look, last week in the podcast we did Chameleon Corner, where I told you. Well, I don't, 
Chameleon Corner. When did the name come in? About seven seconds ago. And, you know, I told you I've been watching Sneaky Pete on Amazon Prime. It's a lot of fun. It's about a con man. I said I fancy myself as a con man. And you guys gave me a character who was a South African... What was his job? Photographer. South African photographer. And I think I did a passable job. So the idea of this is, and I really will back myself here, is you guys just like feed me a little bit of information at a time and I'll sustain a conversation. So if one person wants to lead it, I'll have a conversation with the other person. So Dan, you give me the info and I've got to be speaking to Mike, but Mike, act like you can't hear Dan. So I have an earpiece in Dan, right? I work for the FBI. You're my handler. And Mike is a person I've got to just chat to out on the street. Okay, so I have to give you out a name and yeah. where you're from. Yeah, and then you, you're trying to catch, you're suspicious of me, right? Yeah. So let's go Reese from Swansea. <laughs> okay. So I've just got that. And so he was telling me, he's giving me the backstory, and then my phone battery died. So I wasn't able to get any more. So I don't even know who you are. You might be a gangster. I don't know who you are. So I'll just see you. I'll just see you in a bar. <laughs> hey, you're cute. <laughs> you talking to me? <laughs> yeah, bro. What's your name? Uh, Reese, mate. Oh. You all right? <laughs> Where are you from? <laughs> I've been to Liverpool recently. What's it like? No, yeah, my name's Reese, mate, yeah. <laughs> I'm right, immediately hold on, hold very on. suspicious. Hold on, hold on. I just, hold on, I go for a piss so I can talk to myself. All right, boy, all right, as it goes. All right. <laughs> hey, man, what has you in this gay bar? <laughs> oh, it's my favourite place to go in Swansea. Okay, yeah. Are you, uh, you with anyone? What you mean, like sexually? Yep. As it goes, I'm not. I'm not. I'm a free agent. Okay. I've got it, Dan. Dan, I've got it. So. Yeah, uh, no, I'm just, uh, just, I just finished work. All right. Um, you staying in a hotel or an Airbnb? I'm staying in a chalet. Yeah, just <laughs> in some woods. Okay. Dan, give me more info. In ten days, you're moving to the Canary Islands to be a rep. So yeah, I've uh, I don't know. Me and a few Christian mates are um, <laughs> having a study later on tonight, um, trying to get rid of these gay feelings. Would you be interested in coming along? <laughs> to be honest, I'm more interested in you. <laughs> what you what are you going to be studying then? In my house. No, what sort of things are you guys going to be talking about? <laughs> I feel like you're interrogating me a little. Um, oh no, I'm just trying to, I'm nervous about, I'm, I'm moving mate. <laughs> to Liverpool. I've just, I just spent two years in Liverpool, so. Right. I picked up a little bit of an accent, but. You must have been working on the, the Brookside reunion. Or? Yeah, what are you going to be learning about uh, your study group? Um, well, there's this man called Arlene that's coming over uh, to, to basically teach us a few things. Um, just b basically, you know, don't, don't be at it and uh, <laughs> we'll, 
Yeah. Come and cut it off. Sounds great, mate. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> As I say, boy, I just spend a lot of time in Liverpool. I'm moving to the Canary Islands. Why <laughs> are you phoning? It's information all of a sudden. Yeah, no, I'm moving over to the Canary Islands in 10 days. So I'd love to meet up with you and your friends, yeah. Dan, well, what, what do you want me to get out of them? We're staying here, so at least oral. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know it was that sort of job. So yeah, I'd love to go with you and your mates. <laughs> you, are you single? Are you staying with us, or are you going to the Canary Islands <laughs> to be around? I need to know your commitment. <laughs> Maybe you can come to Lanzarote with me. <laughs> I, I'll go to your conversion therapy and you can come to Lanzarote with me. Yeah, sounds, sounds good. Although, if you, I'd, lo- I'd love to give you a blowjob, but don't, be do- don't, don't do anything to me because I'm a little bit tender down there. Um, I hope that you won't give me a blowjob. We're going through conversion therapy. <laughs> Yeah, no, that's why I'm going to Lanzarote, as it goes. But if if your one's closer, I'll do that. <laughs> Danny ran out. I, I fucked it. I fucked it I so lost, badly. I lost the whole objective. Yeah. Throughout that. that so did I. I was just wondering, like, why all your six mates were going through conversion therapy at the same time. Yeah. It became, I was explaining myself to you. Yeah. I didn't even need to tell you about the going to the Canary Islands. No. I think I'd be really bad as an undercover con man if I was getting information because I think I'd start trying to show off. You know what I mean? What do you mean? If you were trying to get information from someone else? Yeah, I think I couldn't just be subtle. If you gave me a character, I think I would overdo it and I'd play it bigger. You know? Bits of information there, really. I was from Liverpool, Ireland, Pakistan, a lot of different places. A Wales, because I can't do Wales. I don't know. I, I, I was no. under pressure. I was under pressure. Oh wow. Um, next week I'll back myself. Next week I'll, I'll get it better. Next week, um, we're gonna have a, we're gonna have a guest next week who was supposed to be today's guest. It could be a lot of fun. I don't know if it's gonna happen. There could be a, more people filming it. There could be a documentary crew in. Who knows? Who knows? All we know is, I didn't know we were doing an episode today, as you can tell. (laughs) (laughs) It's bad when I have to message the boys and go, shit, I got my days mixed up, but I am at the studio anyway. Um, But should I go to the Turkish barbers and get my hair cut? You know? um, You look like a woman woman going into a theatre production, you know, that wears those hairnet things and the hair's all like... Yeah. Could you just had a woman wearing a hairnet? Why specifically going into a theatre production? That's kind of where you see them more. Again, we're getting way too into backstories. You look like a divorced uh, diabetic <laughs> woman about to uh, with a fear of spiders, but to go into theatre production. Um, look, this has been—it's definitely been a weird episode. You know, I got to apologise for that. I'm in a lot of pain. I've got a, a mild drug addiction, and uh, you know, it's it's it, it's more raw down there than a, than a. Um, then uh, struggling here. 
Um, it's more raw down there than who's who's like an edgy person. More raw than a um, Bill Hicks stand-up video <laughs> DVD. Oh, you missed Eddie Murphy. Yeah. Eddie Murphy. I know. I was going to say it's more raw than Eddie Murphy in a purple suit. Does that work? Uncooked Eddie Murphy. Uncooked. Yeah. Anyway, um, thanks to our sponsors from patreoncom with me podcast. You want more content? Bonus episode on a Monday live stream on a Friday. Dan, any other business? No. Foster.tv, any other business? Nah. All right. Cheers, everyone. See you during the week or next week or something. Thanks for watching. Mm-hmm.